Tommy Knowledge Podcast, just a man doing the best he can with what he got. And I got a return guest, my guy, L. Maxwell, writer extraordinaire. In recent news right now, FTX has collapsed and went bankruptcy, bankrupt. And the owner, Bakeman Free, apparently has over $2 billion missing in consumer funds and accounts. Nobody knows where it's at. It's just gone, poof. You said in how the much? Air. Two billion missing. Uh, I thought it was up to like nine to ten. Probably is by now. Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna find out a lot more in in the coming days. Uh, because once again, blockchain technology ain't that good. But mm-hmm. we're gonna find out a lot in the upcoming days about the, the the shenanigans in the background. But right now, what's your thoughts on Bateman Free? Because people are asking, like, how could this happen? Or why why didn't we see the signs with cryptocurrency and FTX? Well, let's take a step back. You mentioned blockchain for 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 our avid listeners that aren't following crypto. Blockchain is a is is quite a good concept. Like it's honestly like what they call decentralized, user verified, collective, what they quote unquote call verification. So instead of having one central reviewer or validator, everybody that's a part of the chain that owns a block of it, they all validate together. So as long as everybody agrees, hey, this is what the ledger, you know, this is what everyone's account is supposed to have. This is who owns it. Then you quote unquote, don't need any centralized system. You have a decentralized system. That's the, that's how blockchain is used to quote unquote, make, make money, right? And what is money? Like we should step back. Like why, why does even crypto exist, right? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Like, like, do you think crypto is the future or do you think it's a, it's a, it's obsolete for our current system. You okay, know, like so, we don't really need it. So me personally, right? Like when I was first approached with cryptocurrency and maybe to get into invest, my whole issue was with it. I didn't know what it did personally. I didn't know what it was backed by. Once again, if I give my money to a bank, I know what's happening to it. I give my money to a bank they repackage that they make loans, which in turn makes money. And that gives me a small return on the, on the money. So for me, it always seemed a little bit risky. Say what you want about the American dollar or the yen, mm-hmm. it's insured. So if something goes wrong, there's a, there's a run on the bank. I know my money is, is insured up to a certain point. Like with yeah, the yeah. cryptocurrency and the blockchain technology, that wasn't the case. It was just like, you look, you're putting your money in this and your money is making money because of money. And I was like, eh, this is kind of sketchy. So, I didn't have the money to risk. So, so you can't lump all cryptocurrency into the same, I guess, pool. The reason why money works, fiat money, that is, the reason why fiat money works is because it is backed by something, the, the, the national GDP or, you know, economy or something. And the United States has the strongest economy. So that's why it's the, the world standard currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, crypto is supposed to make a new world standard. So something that's not dependent on a world government, right? So that's, it's competing against fiat money by enticing people to say, hey, nobody's in charge. Everyone everyone involved is in charge. From a semblance standpoint, I can understand. However, when the moment you say people are involved, you already know bad yeah. actors are going to exist. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and, and in the end, it would work once pe- the world, the world accepts it as a currency where right? I could go to a store and present my, you know, walk my my crypto wallet and buy something with it and nobody nobody questions the value of what i exchange for those goods right but as of right now people still have to you know for the most part with uh cash out withdrawal in fiat 
dollars, mm-hmm. their currency that they want to use to go be able to spend it, which brings us to why FTX crashed, right? So FTX crashed because a competing exchange. So first, we, first we had to step back. Crypto was supposed to be decentralized. There's not supposed to be a there's not supposed to be an exchange. Period. People are supposed to just work, you know, peer to peer. However, once again, people are involved, and this is people are inherently lazy, and that is not a shot at anybody in particular. That's just mankind. We created air conditioning for a reason. <laughs> we created cars for a reason. Humanity is inherently lazy because we're so intelligent. We learn how to be more comfortable. Likewise, when it comes to money, how how inconvenient would it be? Is hey, send me your uh, your wallet address, and I'm gonna send it to you over the internet. You don't have to wait like 30 minutes for it to show up. No, you're, the exchange they bought a they bought a surplus of the of the quote unquote coins that you want to buy, and then it allows you to transact it as if you were using it just like the stock market. The New York Stock Exchange is the is uh is using uh securities or equities that's we you know we, we tie to a company's uh growth right like apple you know apple tesla whoever well crypto they've made their own exchanges as well tied to specific coins that some people think have different values so first there was bitcoin the original and then they then some people created a thing called ethereum which has different applications and uses and then from there spawns like third third generation of coins called altcoins so ftx as an exchange, they housed all those different types of coins, and there's thousands, maybe not millions, of different coins. Some of them, are, most are worthless, but some people are are betting the you know are betting the bank on it, literally, you know, for these certain coins to to uh, to take off to become the next Bitcoin, right? Because Bitcoin started at you know less than a dollar mm-hmm. or less than less than a hundredth of a dollar, and now it's worth sixteen thousand dollars per coin, uh, roughly. At its peak, it was like sixty-seven thousand dollars a coin. Right. So if you had 100, you know, Bitcoin from the inception, you know, you're clearly a millionaire now just with the coins you got. But here's the here's the part that people don't understand. Coins or anything has to have a value means there has to be a buyer and there has to be a seller. Seller. Mm -hmm. So this is where it all fell apart. So they uh, these this exchange, which is called FTX, FTX had an exchange. They had their own coin that they used. They housed all these other coins. Yeah, yeah. Their competitor, which was called Binance, uh, which is based in China, but the CEO's name is CZ. He's he's one of the first ones to create a centralized exchange and one of the most um, one of the most profitable. You know, FTX is a direct competitor to to, to Binance. And FTX was going as far as to work with U.S. regulators to have a monopoly in the U.S. market for crypto uh, currency exchanges within the U.S., even though they were in the Bahamas to escape taxes, which is kind of weird to begin with but we dive into the political uh uh what i could say could the political conundrum that the democratic party has to face now oh, a, lot of, a lot of funds came from uh bateman freed like i know this sounds like all technical computer jargon but this this is the in my opinion and excuse my language this is not just the shit hitting the fan this is diarrhea hitting the fan and you're in front of it looking at it trying to figure out why is it that it's coming uh, our way and you had nothing to do with it? You didn't tell them to go eat them tacos, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so just, just so this is what's going to happen. So this is what happens. So, so let's just go back. So FTX is competing with Binance. And then Binance, their CEO is like, some people say it was by design, but they had a whole bunch of FTX coins as well. Like exchanges, you know, they the coins can go from multiple exchanges. They don't, they don't just stay in one place. And that's the purpose of 
money. They want to be able to move it around, which is a whole nother scheme. People think cryptocurrencies to help. Oh, launder, money launder is definitely my, my main thing. Like, yeah, yo, yeah. Money, money launder is the, is the main function so, of crypto for me. So going back to the premise, there needs to be a buyer and a seller. So well, CZ and Binance, they had, you know, millions of coins and they said, you know what? We don't need these coins anymore. We don't think there's much value. We're going to sell all of them. And they were going to sell it for whoever wanted to buy it. People were buying it for, you know, 20, 30% less than the value. But before they did that, FTX was like, oh, whoa, whoa. Instead of just dumping it on the market, how about you just sell it to us and we'll give you the, the current price, AKA, $20, yeah. AKA, they didn't want the price, like think about like a stock price. They didn't want the coin price to drop to, to, unnecessarily due to like market aftershock because just like an exchange a new york stock exchange you can see a seller trying to sell his entire portfolio so the, everybody in the market can see why is this big wallet dumping millions of coins right now and out of fear they're like it's time to sell everyone else is going to mm -hmm. sell it's, it's going to react to it this is human psychology playing into it and guess what everybody did it plummeted the uh, price people started getting concerned about FTX, FTT, so that everybody tried to pull their money out. And this is when this is when the uh, the veil came off. You know what I mean? The man behind the curtain came off. I think it's good to pause right here for a second. This also could happen in the New York stock stock exchange too. If you have a whale, somebody owns a, a lot of shares in a company, they can sell the shares and now make a run on the New York stock exchange too, and people send off their shares, right? So this ain't like weird. It's just when somebody has. The majority of anything, if they sell it off, that's going to make a big market shift. So I just wanted to point that out. It, it did happen. So it, it happened, uh, I forget what year, but they called it like the flash crash. So not like, uh, not like you know, what they call it. Was it Black Tuesday when the in, in the 20s or whatever, when, when that crashed? This happened more recently. I think in the 2000s, there was a flash crash. This was caused by automation. So what automation, happened was, I remember that, yeah. So, so basically... You know, the human element of trading is I'm supposed to go, hey, Marcus, I want to buy a share of your stock. All right, here you go. Here you go, L. Maxwell. Here's the uh, here's your uh, stock. Give me $20 for it, whatever. Well, we work in a day of computers now. We have automation bots that do that. They will look and wait for a certain signal. And the signal, for whatever they program to be, will tell them to buy or sell. And if everybody has the same bot and the same signal, just somebody could inadvertently accidentally trigger all the bots to start selling, Right. And then it's going to take somebody to man you to say, hey, why are you selling all my stock? You know, I didn't want to actually sell this. You know, you're overreacting, but you can cause a stock price to crash uh, in advertence. That, that happened a while ago. It caught the, they called it the flash crash. They couldn't explain what happened. And then when they looked into it, there was um, basically a bunch of bots overreacted. Um, there's measures in place now to kind of prevent that. But in crypto space, um, it's, it's decentralized. There's no, there is no validation. There is no, um, um, not valid. There's, there's no, uh, what they call uh Automation? What's the things? No, 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 no. What's the thing they're looking for? There is no um, regulation, right? Yeah. There's no regulation. It's 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 it's, it's literally the wild west. It's of, wild uh, west, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, back to back to what happened with FTX. So when it crashed, it took the veil off, and people saw you don't have any money. You actually don't have any capital mm -hmm. to back, back these transactions. Mm -hmm. Like you were sending people IOUs. You were people were buying Bitcoin and they didn't have any Bitcoin in the ledger. They didn't own any Bitcoin. And then they start digging. I said, where's all our money? Like, like at minimum, you should still have our U.S. dollars. You should still have our euro. You should still have that. They embezzled the money or they, they haven't used the word embezzled yet, which is a whole nother topic. I consider it embezzling. You take money from one business to funnel to another business. Mm -hmm. That's embezzling. You know, so they took money from the client's deposit accounts, which is a huge. Uh, no, no. It, 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 no, no, it's illegal. Mm -hmm. And they use it to prop up 
uh, a bad uh, a one or the other, and these Alameda research or whatever. Yeah, Alameda they had, research. They had an eight to nine billion dollar hole in their in their balance sheet. They were trying to like. I get maybe one billion, one billion. Hey, file bankruptcy, it happens. But they kept compounding and making bad trades after bad trades to the point where they accumulated over eight billion dollars of, of sad debt. Sad thing about this, this would have would have kept on going on if that didn't trigger. Because the the it was a basic cash loop. Basically, what he did was he took the money out of FTX, mm-hmm. took it to Alameda Research, who mm-hmm. was the biggest investor in FTX. So it's a cash loop. Like everything was just working. To everything. Only, only thing that kept this going was the coins, because he can put some more coins in the market. People can buy those coins. He'll get more funds. Which look, technically, you could do that if you were putting your own coins in the market and people was buying up their own free will. But when you take those investor funds and put it in Alameda, and then Alameda is supposed to be propping up FTX. Like you said, big no, no. I don't know how that's leaked. So. The money they used to grow so quickly was legitimate. They got mm-hmm. a ton of investors, but the investors did not do their due diligence. They were they were looking at it as simply as I don't want to be late to the party. Mm-hmm. I want to make oh, as much money as because because granted he did legitimately build up a lot of wealth on his own before starting the exchange. It wasn't like FTX failed. FTX was successful in its own right by itself. But when they started making all these other companies and trying to, you know, you know, basically they got greedy and they said, Hey, we can, we can keep doing this again and again. And they, they thought they were clever. They'll never get caught. So FTX, the coin FTT, um, they would simply, one thing that you and I can't see when an exchange uh, is like, we can't see everybody's uh, orders and placements at the same time. Like we can see when there's live and people are trading. We can say, hey, there's a, there's a, you know, somebody's trying to bidding for a thousand of this at this price, but it hasn't hit that price yet. So the order is not going to go through. They figured out, hey, as crypto, as a crypto wallet, uh, they have their own wallets. They were purposely gaming the price, buying and selling to themselves over and over just to increase the overall wow. price yeah, of the buddy. coin. So then retail people like who has nothing to do, that don't even work for the company, they're like, oh crap, FTT is going up 10% this week. But it was all a ruse. They, they were, were manipulating the they flow. Were, they were manipulating the flow to where it was going up. And then once, once they could show investors, look at the value of FTT, it went from $1 to now it's $20. <laughs> And in the banks, these real banks or whoever, investors were like, well, I'm going to give you a loan or I'm going to give you this. I see the capital. I see the flow. Yeah, yeah I see the return. <laughs> the return on investment is 2,000% in a day. Like, it goes back down to a very old comment. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, you know? And well, and there, there were so many, so many steps. Like, just, to, just asking me as simple before, can we see your balance sheet before we invest with you? Whenever yeah, people would ask that. for that, I found no, that one, weird. Nobody I, did that. No, no, no. The people that did, he told them to f off. Don't talk to me. You don't want this money. Whatever. I'll go talk to someone. Else. I'll go talk to Tom Brady and Giselle. <laughs> you yeah, know, Tom lost a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, we won't talk about the celebrity aspect. I mean, they got paid to endorse. I understand it. They're not financial wizards, but at the same time, I'm it's not an expert. Like, now I don't have to be. <laughs> I'm not an expert, but you see, I won seven rings. So therefore, you, Mister No No Super Bowl rings. If you don't, if you want some of these seven rings I got, you better start investing. And that's why there's a class action lawsuit now against all these celebrity endorsers. As it should because, be, because because you know that's it's weird. So so basically, they were printing money, um, and it, it probably would have worked. It probably would have been propped it up just fine if they hadn't 
move money out of people's uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, cash accounts to support a business that they didn't, you know, you can't do that. You can't be like, that, that's essentially, that. that is a Ponzi scheme. You're taking someone else's money to pay back someone else. I thought we were through with this since Bernie Madoff. So is the answer just simple as regulation? The crypto market is still unregulated. And by design, it's never to be regulated. The people, the the people regulated, you know, the validators, you know, everybody's wallet and every, all, you know, whenever people say like, you know, they got a, a, like a Bitcoin farm or this, this and that, those computers essentially, you know, they run all these calculations to confirm that, that the ledger that exists, everyone agrees that, you know, these people own these coins, these people own that coin, you know, the price itself, that's, you know, that's just determined by buyer and a seller. What are you willing to pay for these coins? And I'm not going to tell you that. I didn't get burned. I, I mean, I, I probably lost a couple, couple thousand dollars in crypto, and you know, I stepped away from it. I was just like, you know, let me learn real traditional stock trading before I get into speculative trading with me crypto. Too. Me you too. Know? That was my whole thing. I didn't have the money to risk when every somebody brought it to me, and I kept asking the explanations I got. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, too risky for me. My portfolio was super small. Like, all right, I just got. I ain't gonna put my money out there, but I don't have a lot, right? Yeah, maybe by like common man terms is more than somebody has. But I was like, let me go ahead and put this money into something I know that's backed by a government. What, what, what I can only speak for myself. You know, I, I come from, you know, a family of refugees. So, you know, when it comes to money, it was always, you know, uh, you know, labor wages, right? We're working by the hour or this and that. I'm, you know, first want to make it out uh, college, graduate degree, all that kind of stuff, which is great. But I also still come to the realization that the only real way to get from a point of, you know, just above average, uh, expectations is you have to invest and and, money has to work for you. And, and investing doesn't just mean stock, stock market. It could be, you know, you buy, you bought a house at the right time Mm -hmm. and now it has equity and you sell the house, you keep that, you keep the difference to yourself. You, you invest in uh, a skill, right? So, whereas you, went to school and you got a trade or you didn't know that's that's an investing investing is the only way you can change your circumstances and that's why i um, never got mad at these people who got like duped on this like people was calling them idiots i'm like no i can't get mad at anybody who's trying to change their situation and get generational wealth for their family i can't get mad at you it's just yeah. this wasn't it like you saw a chance and it was a risk but i just hope y'all had the money to risk on this because I know some people personally who lost some money on this FTX thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, don't beat yourself up. Like you saw a, a chance and you took it. It just didn't pay off. I, I am not a financial advisor, but I do have certain ground rules. If you choose to invest, do not invest more money than you're willing to lose. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't. And, 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 and likewise, don't borrow money to invest because that, that's a key. That's, that's, that's what happened. So, so when they say the word leverage, they were over when a company's over leveraged, and that's why they went bankrupt, like FTX. That means they were borrowing money to invest, and not only did they lose on whatever they invested on, but they still had to find a way to pay back that money, and they couldn't. So they were they were, you know, they they, they messed up both ways. Like you know, if you just lose your money, then that's fine. You don't owe anyone anything. You just you just lost it. You learned a valuable lesson. But they were borrowing money and losing it. So. Oh, yeah, go to the, my Discord page. Like, go to Discord. I'm telling you, you see people like with lost porn who done over leveraged and bought too many calls. I'm like, yo, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> you borrowed money for this? Like, ooh, really? Yeah, it, it's it, you invest in when you invest, you're taking a risk. The more risk you 
you're exposed to, the higher your reward you're exposed to. So it's it's a perfect balance. You know, I'm I'm learning to what quote unquote manage my risks or hedge my losses or hedge my bets, but I am not by any means an expert, but I do know that people have made money, but everybody can't make money. You know what I mean? Like everybody there's it's a buyer and a seller. Somebody is going to get the short end of the exchange. You know, you know, everybody can't win. Let's talk about the other side of this, man. Bankman Free was backing a lot of politicians. And this gets interesting because it's not just the celebrities, man. He put money into the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. But more so, I would say, if you look at the balance sheet to the Democratic Party, what do you think are the long reaching implications of this? And what should they do? Because right now you see a lot of um, people in the DNC right now returning the money and trying to distance themselves. I'm like, that money spent mm-hmm. <laughs> overall. What do you think is going to be the next step on that? Um, I mean, politically, it is it is not a surprise that um, somebody had an ulterior motive when they're making an investment. I mean, he told he told the world that he was trying to give back to the world and give his money he to charity. And he felt that the Democrats are more aligned to it. But I, I think the guy I'm not I'm not trying to give him any I'm not trying to say for like, I, I think he's 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 a terrible person for what he did because he had to have known. Like, we're not going to give you a pass and be like, you know, you, oh, you just didn't know, because perhaps let's say maybe he has some sort of behavioral disability or something it's like i don't care dude you had what 12 billion dollars you know what i mean like they gave him money uh yeah i'm not falling for that like yeah no, maybe. i was gonna say so it's, and, and the way he's responding to it all now it's just kind of like you could just tell like underneath it all he he just he just got away with with swindling all these people for so <laughs> long and he, he knows he knows his life is over like bernie madoff got practically what 150 years in prison so he's yeah. probably gonna get life in prison too you know, from a statistical standpoint, they probably give 300 years. You know what the currency in the Bahamas is, right? Uh, Bohemian dollars? Nope. Know. The U.S. dollars. So that's why I knew he was going to get extradited. Like, that is the American economy <laughs> down mm-hmm. there, buddy. Uh, the, bah- the, Bahami- the Bahamas, like, I don't know how you say this. Mm-hmm. They they have an extradite treaty with the U.S. So they yeah, will. The, they the, will send their official back. currency is the U.S. dollar. So, of course, they're going to extradite him. When he was trying to but, go to the, uh, the Middle East, I'm like, nope. I'm like, nah, buddy, that ain't gonna happen. His girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, whoever, the one that was the CEO of Alameda, which, oh my goodness. That was a hearing, red flag. Hearing, hearing some of the comments that she made in regard to risk management, I was like, what in the, like, I only know about it after it happened because <laughs> I was, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't trade on FTX. I, I traded on like Binance, right? And some, and some Robin Hood, right? But even then, you know, I, I, I got out of it uh, for personal, do what you will. But she, I think she's over there in Saudi Arabia, not chilling. So yes, you know, who was trying to go to the Middle East? Yeah, but um, but um, no. The point is, is when it comes to Democratic Party, I think they will prosecute them in the sense of like this. But it's just it's just gonna make it harder for them. It just gives gives the in the end, the opposition is gonna use it against them to try to get more votes. But is it gonna deceive anybody? Is anybody going to jail for Democratic Party for accepting a donation? No, they're just gonna be like maybe they'll vet the next person better, but. I mean, like it's, it's, he gave a lot of money, like oh, he was numbers. He goes to He gave twenty-seven million to the Democratic Political Action Committee called Project Our Future. He gave uh, ten point five million dollars to uh, Carrick Flynn, who lost the Democratic primary, so that's just money down the drain. Uh, he gave two million dollars to Income in Texas uh, Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett. He gave one point five million dollars to the Oregon uh, Rep. Lucy McBeth. Oh, he gave money to the <laughs> the R&D. 
to the tune of $15 million. Like, dude was throwing the money out there. The sugar was flying around. If you think about it, if you say he was worth $12 billion, uh, you divide that by, um, I, can't, I can't really do math right on point. I don't know. What is that? Uh, I, I can't even do the math. Like, it's less than a percent of his total wealth, right? So, you know, it's not not much, or maybe five percent of his wealth. Well, I mean, for him, it's it's securing his monopoly or securing his his Ponzi scheme. That's what he was trying to do. And I, I don't know. I, I I would think I have some integrity, but I've never had twenty million dollars waved in front of me. You know, you know what they say: do some strange for some change, right? Oh man, twenty million dollars. There's a lot of stuff you're gonna do. You're gonna bend over backwards and pop it. For 20 million, <laughs> like I remember, I remember that episode of Marn when Cole was like, you know, they were trying to kill Marn. They thought, they thought Gina was trying to kill Marn because she had took out a two million dollar life insurance policy. She was like, Cole said, for two million dollars, I kill myself, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so what is the lesson in all this? The big lesson is, is you know, I, I, I can only look at it from a perspective of a brown individual right like i would think that i would need to have to have such a concrete airtight business plan with a balance sheet and a you know uh, everything to show my investors potential investors why they should give me their money right this guy i don't know what made him so special and some people are bringing up his background or you know the fact that his parents had these ties or his professor had this tie to that person it, it was a whole lot of nepotism for them to just ignore standard practices you know what i mean and i i, I don't think it's specific to his particular background but i think just the fact that he had specific connections especially with his parents and then his professor parents? his parents they were i think they were they were both uh like they had like legal backgrounds in regards mm. to like auditing and, and things like that. Um, or, or, you know, they were part of that, that create you know, of, of, of financial systems, right. Making those type of things. And then his professor knew somebody at the SEC or something like that. And they mm. helped him come up with to figure out what the regulations or loopholes he would need to avoid. That's why he was in the Bahamas. He wasn't in the Bahamas because mm-hmm. he just really wanted the sun. He's just, it was a tax haven, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I would think that what's going to happen next is there's going to be a huge, magnifying glass on crypto in the future and as to whether or not it's not going to start with the united states the united states is was late to the party china was first to the party where cz was in binance but it's, it's going to take for somebody to say like some country to say this is banned in our country like wholeheartedly like you cannot or whatever right and then people are gonna get upset about it i think it might even be banned in parts of europe i'm not sure but it's going to it, where the downfall, or the, I guess the house of cards is not fully falling yet. Everybody that's impacted, people don't even know who's impacted yet. More and more companies filing bankruptcy, not just related to FT, uh, FTX, but like they had some sort of relationship with them where they did exchange or something, or, or you know, they get freeze, people are freezing accounts and it's, it's bad. It's going to be bad. And all I say is we better not bail out, not a single person. Big you know what I mean? Big like banks. I don't, I don't care. I don't care if Singapore is. It has a pension plan that's related to it, and they have no way to pay. <laughs> Sorry for you, you know what I mean? We, like, because then they, they, it's just at some point we got to understand that everything is propped up with funding money, anyways, right? But when funding money hits the regular person, price, you know, cost of goods or whatever, and inflation's going crazy, it's like, you know, the people that are complaining that they're missing money. Like, I'm not saying it 
everybody that's impacted was rich, but the really rich folks, I mean, they're, they're looking for a way to get some money back, you know, like, or whatever. Right. And it's like, they don't really care about the retail investor, the small guy that put in $2,000 and that he had saved up and that was his entire savings or whatever. Right. They don't Mm -hmm. care about that guy. You know, they're just going to say, you know, well, you should have been, shouldn't have invested. You know, it could have been as bad as Tom Brady who only invested, let's say 20% of his wealth, you know, whatever, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not going to take what's going to happen. I just think it's quite funny because it's like after hearing them folks interview and talk about what they consider risk management, like I think, I think what's her name? Uh, I don't really know her name, but the the one that was over Alameda, she was saying that they don't really do stop losses and, and they just <laughs> use elementary math. I'm like, that's great. But then show us, show us how much money you made. Right. Cause it, it cause it's, if you are actually making good money, you know, then it's just a, hey, look how much money we made this year. It would just attract more investors, but they were hiding all of it. They were very hush hush about what they, what they, what they won on, what they lost on. And then if you look at the whole market, the market by itself was in a downturn, right? We were, we we're going into a recession. We are mm-hmm. in a recession, right? They was booming. So how that that that, that just shows you that like mm-hmm. something doesn't add up. You know, like you, you know, you can't you can't just win every year. You know, it's like the money was making money because it was money. And my big takeaway from this whole thing is, like you said in the beginning, if it's too good to be true, it most likely is. And if anybody won't let you see their books, run away. Like that's mm-hmm. the first sign. Like, oh no, you can't see my books. Well, How dare you ask to see my books? Hang around the people you want to become like. You want to be rich, hang around rich people and see how and see how they became rich, right? Like not, not just rich people that are that inherited. I'm talking about people that actually earned their wealth. They started with nothing and they made something of themselves. Figure out how they did it. You know, if you hang around a bunch of broke people, you might end up broke. Likewise, likewise, you know, if I have a good idea that's solid and, you know, and I share it with somebody and then they're able to replicate my results or or something or, or, you know, I just feel like it's so disingenuous for them to be like, we don't know how we keep making all this money. And then the truth comes out as, yeah, you were you were inflating your books. You're making stuff up. Then it's you your know? fault for not doing your due diligence. You should have known. Look, yeah, you should have yeah. known, guys. Like, come on. All right? That was not my fault. You should have known that this something was wrong. Man. That's your fault for not asking to see my books. Man. <laughs> it's it's uh it's so it's it's pretty bad, but at the same time, it's like I I just I just it's it's baffling because it's like, why does this happen now? Right? Like, like crypto in itself has always been a speculative market but now in the fall things ukraine's going on we just had the midterms we you know it happens all of a sudden like to me it's like i feel like i don't know are we being distracted or something like did we ever figure out what happened to kanye i don't know <laughs> ah, big facts it's like yo a lot of stuff is coming out now and you know i mean that's what we really care about right what is yeah. kanye doing you know is Kyrie really an anti-semite <laughs> like, that, like questions need answers the hell with ftx hey guys do your boy a favor if you listen to this podcast once you get done listening go to spotify or apple music and listen to l spadia 2 it has over 800,000 streams collectively, and I'm trying to get to a million. Help your boy out. Go stream the album. That's DJ L Spade, L Spadia 2. Appreciate it. Peace. So what do you think about uh, your boy? Your boy, Donnie. Get him back in the, in the ring. That ain't my boy. Spitting the block on y'all. <laughs> that ain't my boy. I don't know that, man. You make your peoples, man? 
Nah, bro. They bitch your, your folks? Nah, man. I asked him for uh some money. He he hit me back. So I don't know him no more. Cause he probably ain't got no money. To be honest, man. You're looking at his books, honestly. No, nah, I think he got some money. He got some money. He may not uh he may not have as much as he say he do, but he got money because you know he has traditional investments like real estate things like that. He probably he probably owe people a lot of money as well that they they never gonna get their paycheck. That's my next but, point. If you yeah. got four hundred million, you owe five hundred million. To me, that's broke. No, that's uh that goes back to what we were saying a second ago. You did your due diligence, sir. This man has a track record of not paying, <laughs> not paying people. Yes, you never lent the money. <laughs> that's his get down. Like he ain't paying people. I'm like, dude, why would you do business with dude? He has a track record of not paying. Mm-hmm. And the honest God, think about it. I'm like, yo, if they let you get away with it, then all right, Donnie. <laughs> like, 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 if you got a cousin that stole your microwave and sold it, and he come back to you later and talking about, can I borrow twenty dollars? And you're like, well, what happened to my microwave? And then he's talking about, well, let me get twenty dollars first. I can get that microwave back. Do you really think you're gonna get either of those things right, back? Right. You see what I'm saying? You should mm-hmm. learn better when you put you reach for a hot pocket and you put it in an empty space in the in the cabinet and was like, hmm. Something's missing. Some reason those microwaves are not here. Where my cousin at? Wasn't he just here? Mm-hmm. So what do you think about him running for president again? And I'm really struggling to care about this. You know, you know, I honestly am not surprised that he's rerunning. He's he's he not like, like he's I, I really do think he's trying to run to kind of prevent some sort of like um criminal investigation and yeah, like yeah, pending That's being indicted for anything mm-hmm. like that. He had to but, run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like it would be different if the outcome for the midterms was better for the Republican Party. So they were claiming to be a red wave, which it wasn't. It was it was okay that they got the House back, but they didn't win the Senate. They lost a bunch of governor races. Um, So it's like it was far from a quote unquote red wave. If anything, it was more like a red wave. The Republican Party is waving goodbye to uh, red flag to to these to this ridiculous ideology of, you know, that they're sticking to. Like, go back to being fiscally conservative, you know, protecting people's liberties and rights and focus on, you know, just, you know, uh, focus on the country. Right. Things like that. That's great. That's not polarize our issues and become extreme on either side. And that goes for both sides. You shouldn't be extreme. I think most people are, I consider moderates. Um, but today's, I guess today's moderate conservative is considered a liberal. Uh, yeah. Yes. So. At, at the core, my mom and dad are actually conservatives, right? Like mm-hmm. born, like starch conservatives. But my mm-hmm. mom is really physically conservative. She's is a, um, a Christian woman, and she would say she loved God and she believed in Christian beliefs, but she doesn't believe that those rights should infringe on you not to be a Christian. So the problem with the modern day conservative party sounds like to me everybody should have their rights. They should, that's, and that's the thing, right? The problem with the modern day conservative party is, and this is where they're falling off. Whoever finds this lane, they're going to be a genius. When you find somebody who just actually cuts away from the culture war issues, somebody who is like, look, I don't care about abortion because that never was a issue before the 50s anyway. Thank you, Jerry Farwell. But if somebody can cut away from the abortion and just level themselves and look, let's balance this budget. Let's protect everybody's right. Let's talk about entitlement spending while also looking at military spending and our spending in foreign countries. Whoever comes in with that and just gets away from these kosher war issues like abortion and stuff like that, oh man, they're going to be in there. Somebody who's strong with 2A, doesn't give a damn about abortion and wants to balance the budget, they're going to win. That's the guy for the future. I am 
concern to bring up the topic of abortion simply because it is such a sensitive topic. But it shouldn't and, be. I'm sorry. It shouldn't be. I know. But at the same time, it's kind of like I don't think my opinion, you know, for one, is relevant to to the, those that's most impact. Obviously, abortion impacts, in my opinion, women uh, more than it does men because there's no mm-hmm. there's no there's no laws being instilled to say a man can't have a vasectomy. A yeah. man can't a man can't a man is being forced to, you know, restrict the type of contraceptives he mm-hmm. has to wear and like that, you know, like no one tells a man what he can do with his quote unquote uh, body. Um, but at the same time, aside from that, I feel like it's just, it doesn't make sense when it aligns to liberty. Right. And people may, I guess, I, I don't know. I don't know what my political, I guess, affiliation would be in regards to uh, who has the same belief, but abortion is, in my opinion, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a human right thing, right? Like whether or not, whether or not a woman chooses or not to chooses, the choice should be up to her, not up to someone else. Now, whether or not the implications of the morality, that's, that's not something we can legalize the morality of it, whether or not it is or isn't, you know, the taking of a life or, or whatever, or how you want to define it, that, that doesn't matter. She has the right to make her choice, what she wants to do with her body. If she does not, want to have a child she does not want to be a mother you know why how, how are you going to dictate and say you know regardless of her reasoning regardless if it was from rape if it was from you know ectopic pregnancy or her life's in danger or she purely just doesn't want to be a mother like how can we tell this person that who doesn't want to be a parent to have a child you can't like, it, it's not your, it's just, a privacy issue you yeah, can't that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't I, I don't understand how that disagrees with the second amendment you it, have the right to bear arms to defend your there life you right? go. I was right. like well she's killing a baby and I don't disagree with that either but that's her choice she's gonna that is one of the most difficult decisions a person has to make for themselves and I don't think it comes easy for anybody but at the same time it's like it's just like with anything. You don't want to own a gun, don't buy a gun. You can't tell me that as a man, I have the right to say when a woman should be willing to give up her, her life. At its core, it's always been a 14th Amendment issue. It's a mind your own goddamn business. It's privacy. Like, look, right now, somebody could be having an abortion in Japan or around the world. Guess what? Doesn't bother me. And how you know it's a red herring is because when these babies are born, ain't nobody got no plan to take care of them up and, to 18. That that's that's the thing where I feel like it was consistent. Like, don't get me wrong. Personally, from a personal standpoint, you know, I would I don't know what we would do. We were in a situation where life or death was on the line from for my wife. But at the same time, we would try our best to conceive and have a child, you know. But I'm also in a different situation compared to everyone else. I'm not, you know somebody just randomly got pregnant and wasn't expecting to get pregnant right if, if we were to have a child it would be because we planned it and you know everybody's not as responsible mm-hmm. but that's but but that but that's the thing that's the purpose of freedom right you have the freedom i guess it makes no sense but to be irresponsible from their perspective that's irresponsible but if we really are staunch to say that we've got to protect life in all life, whenever it creates, and we're not arguing about it, if, if it wasn't, let's say everyone agrees that that is when life starts at conception, then, and you ban the ban, you're we're banning the concept of abortion, then what of the part where the woman decided that from the get go, I don't even want to be a mom? Mm-hmm. How do we address that? Because now you have a child that doesn't even want, that, whose parent doesn't even want them. We never wanted them to begin with, but they're being forced to be. To, to, to have them so they can protect this child. And then once the child is born, it's like, well, what are we doing to be pro-life, pro this child's life? Are we improving daycare? Are we improving education? Are we improving his 
No, because those are entitlement programs, and you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. So, so that's why that's I'm just why. saying it's it's just, it's just it doesn't it doesn't add up. It doesn't to, add up. It's a contradiction. Once again, yeah. it's a privacy issue, and stay out of people's business. And once the conservative conservative Republican Party goes to that, they're going to win a lot of elections. And speaking of which, the Earth population just went up to eight billion. Eight billion, we got overpopulated. I, I think we're going to be doing okay, guys. Yeah, I, I I don't think we're overpopulated. I, I still think our population isn't enough to sustain our current uh. Are, we, we need the birth rate to always be higher than the death rate. So uh, at minimum, one point, uh, we need like 1.2 people born for every one person that dies from a mathematical standpoint. But aside from that, if you are making a culture war about abortion, then why is Herschel Walker still running for, for senator? I, I can give you an answer. You know the answer? This is the answer. That? The answer is because he's saved by grace and he repented for his sins. That's why we are voting for Herschel Walker because we are just great Christians who believe in forgiveness, although he's running against a pastor. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm fine with, I'm fine. I, I, like I said, I'm fine with forgiveness. I, was, I just feel like, I feel like the, 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 the GOP is having an identity crisis. And part of it is because they had mild success with the Tea Party that evolved into the MAGA, uh, uh, MAGA party. But now that that success is, you know, basically, you know, uh, is f- f- fizzled away and people are, People are starting to see, like, no, you guys actually did repeal uh, or rescind uh, Roe v. Wade, and that was something I would say. I'm not gonna say everybody agreed, but but just just to have the option exists, right, from a federal standpoint. And now people are having to cross state lines to continue to exercise their you know autonomy over the body. I mean, it's just it was good as a litmus test, but it was never good in application. Like, it's something that you're supposed to say, but never supposed to happen. The worst thing that happened was they actually did it. Like, if you put a lot of Republicans in a room and gave them some truth serum, I'm quite sure the answer would be, look, man, we never wanted to repeal this. It was just something to galvanize the base. It was just yeah. something to make us different from everybody else to distinguish ourselves. And that's all that abortion was, because before abortion, Jerry Falwell was for uh, segregation. So it switched from segregation. Segregation, when that failed, like, well, we need something else. Abortion, it was always a good litmus test, but in application, it was stupid. Because think about all the medical procedures that you could actually put in line with that. Like, so can we, we can't do no reproduction, medical uh, surgeries? Like, what about a hysterectomy? Like, what about a, about a vasectomy? Is yeah. that, like, against God's law? What about condoms and contraception? Are we going to start outlawing that? Like, mm-hmm. It was never mm-hmm. to be done in application. It was just supposed to be, like, a brass ring that you never reach. Well, well, let's just take it back to this. Like Democrats said that Republicans were trying to repeal it, and they did. They Republicans did. have been saying forever that Democrats are not trying to take our guns away, but they yet they haven't. The last, the it. last big gun restriction I saw was done by Trump when he banned bump stocks. Right. You right. know what I mean. So to me, it's kind of like, to me, it's like, it's just politics. They like one side. And it's hard to believe one side or other because everybody thinks the other side is lying. So, you know, you just everything's just being sensationalized. You got eyes, right? You can see, right? You got eyes and you can read. <laughs> so you, you kind of see what's going on, right? But honest question between you and me, whoever's listening to this podcast right now, what is Trump going to run on? Like, what is his policies for this new election cycle? I haven't seen this guy actually champion any policies during this last two years. The last two years, his events have only been, like, look, I'm really the president. Everything's a scam, which puts them in the liar's paradox. So if you're telling me everything is a scam, you're running in a system that you know you're going to lose in. And if you win, that means there was still a scam that you got in. So my thing is, if you run and you lose, the only 
viable outcome is violence. If you think it's all a scam and you're telling me it's a scam right now, when you lose, what's the next step? If I'm an American and I truly believe that all this stuff is a scam, everything is a, a ruse against me and my people, what do you do next? Especially knowing American history, knowing that our get down is that of the Boston Tea Party mm-hmm. and the Trail of Tears. Like, that's our get down. What is the next step? This is what scares me about this whole thing. Dude ain't got no damn policies, nothing. Nothing he can point to like, okay, this is what's going to make America great again. Nothing. It's just, I'm the man. Everything's fake. That's a lot of the, like, you know, I'm so glad the midterm's over. I don't know how many text messages they're going to send me, but I really was <laughs> trying my best to just see what are the platforms you're running on. And I, I'm not saying the Democrats have a plan and a fix for everything, but they at least have a they plan. No, they, they at least have a plan that they, you know, they, hey, this is what we've done so far with, with Biden. Like, and I yes. can see, okay, they did pass this. All right. So what they're going to try to propose, they're going to try to push this, uh, whatever next. But uh, from the other side, they just kept sending me text messages about things to be afraid of. Stop Nancy Pelosi. Fe- there's fentanyl <laughs> coming across the border, right? There's mm. a huge bunch of crime. Inflation's going crazy. All these different things, which I agree are bad things, but I never for once could read, well, what are you going to do to make it better? What Nothing. are you going to do differently? We're going to stop Nancy Pelosi and AOC, and that's going to make the world. Well, Nancy Pelosi better. stopped herself. She just said she's not going to. She's not going to audition or not. She's not going to run for a uh, speaker of the house for the for Thank minority God. leader. Thank yeah. God. I mean, I mean, she's she's had a long run. She's the first uh, first female um, speaker of the house. It was a good run. It was time though. It, it was over time for new leadership to. She's, I think she's eighty. What well, she's eighty six. Yeah, she's like, 86. damn near yeah. ninety. It's like it's time, bro. It's like it's overdue. Nancy, thank you for your service, but it's time to step aside. And that's the thing with all these party leaders, man, even Mitch McConnell. It's like, my guy, you did it. There's nothing else left to do. Even Joe Biden to a point. Like, look, Joe, if you want to run again, that's your prerogative because you're the president. But Joe definitely got to run again if, if Trump gets the uh, primary. If Trump gets the primary nod, because he's not the primary against DeSantis, whoever, if he gets the nod, um, then he he's will run again. He's not going to get a nod. And I'm kind of an ageist. I feel like this. Like, look, if you want to run Biden, run. However, I can see a few viable candidates on the Democratic side that can probably carry more weight. But I'm not going to lie. If DeSantos get the nomination, he's probably going to win. Yeah, I, I I honestly like I don't think um, it's <laughs> this is kind of a good thing. But it's like, you know, we are all looking for some sort of new new energy like Obama had or you know, we had a lot of runs that we had. After after Bush, there was Obama, right? And then Obama had eight years, and it was like so different—a younger president, you know, black president, all that kind of stuff. And then then we got Trump. Was Trump was just swing. from a new from a new circuit standpoint, it was just nuts for so long. We're just not accustomed to having a boring political system again. You know what I mean? You know, Let's be like, honest. I think Joe Biden's going to go down as one of the greatest presidents in American history. The things the dude did are actually pretty damn good when you look at his track record and the stuff he's passed in this short yeah. amount of time. He's actually done a lot. So I'm not taking anything from him, but like you said, I think we've gotten conditioned now to have big swings, and yeah. that's gonna really kill Like You hear people now, well, is The Rock gonna run for president? I'm like, have y'all not learned anything? <laughs> like, look, look, The Rock, the, the flaw in the American system is, and this is what Trump disposed, it's too easy to be president, bro. Like, you don't need no requirements, no prerequisites. 2024. <laughs> like, no. yo, bro, like, if The Rock wants to run for president, my guy started state senator. Started the, the House of Congress. Like, work your way up, my guy. Say you don't got to do about. all that. 
He don't got to do that because he beat Stone Cold Steve Austin in WrestleMania. Uh, so therefore, <laughs> therefore, he, he, he can skip all that. You know what I mean? Skip all the politics. Skip all the learning curve. You One know? of the greatest WrestleManias ever, though. I'm not going to lie. That, that, that should be in your Could campaign. You imagine The Rock shaking Vladimir Putin's hand when Putin comes up to him and says, hey, let's let's try to get an alliance going on. He going to raise that eyebrow so quick and say, <laughs> what you just say, jabroni? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, the Rock, I'm voting for The Rock. If he runs, I'm voting for him. I don't care what you say, man. <laughs> the I'm Rock here all the trash Winfrey, talk. The president, they can start their own party. Oh, but see, but see, this is the problem, right? With American politics as it stands now. Like, I am anti electoral college, but when you see Trump, it's kind of like, damn, do we still need the electoral see, the college? Electoral college is flawed, not because of its uh, concept. The concept is actually very good because it does remove, it adds another layer between the uh, what they call a popular vote mm-hmm. to actually what is best for the country. Because the popular vote may not be the best thing. Right. You know, um, just from a just from a sheer democracy standpoint, where we're more of a republic to whereas we have representatives from the popular vote will then decide who, you know, things to to go forward in regards to president. Now, um, what I was going to say was I forgot now, but um, but what, what I'm saying is the flaw with the Electoral College is is gerrymandering the way the lines are drawn. That's the problem why the Electoral College is not working the way it should. It doesn't actually represent the correct. Uh, demographics and 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 population, you know, densities. It's you know, people purposely draw zigzag lines so they make sure that they get more people in the electoral college. All also, the fact that California only has two senators and Wyoming has two, like it's kind of weird. Like most of the people in America stay well, on the that, coast. That's why the house and the, that's why the house exists and then, then the Senate exists. You know, there's two different things. You know, so the house the house is going to bring up the bill and the Senate's supposed to. You know, debate and argue like the the but system. It's fundamentally, not equal though. It's not equal. It's not equal representation if you got more people living in one side than the other one. I'm just well, being I, I would say in a global modern day society with the advent of the internet, I would agree that we, we're probably more our ideas are easier to pass around. But back in the day, the problems of Iowa are not the same problems of California. And to have just by based on population, uh, California would, you know, you know. Uh, this, ultimately, the state is supposed to have its own, you know, governing uh, autonomy. That's why the governor of a state, you know, you know, it's it's a weird thing. It's just lately the federal government's had to step in a lot because, I mean, off, yeah, yeah, if because the country shooting off. Well, I mean, it, it, what you start about the Civil War, right? I mean, the Civil War happened. We had a, a divided a divided nation based off slavery, and then now, you know, once they, you know, now you know, slavery is banned across federally, but it took. It took a long time before the software was like, yeah, you, you're probably right. Slavery was a bad thing. Some would disagree there still to this day. But Sam, what I'm saying Sam is true. the ma- majority of people in, in our country understand now that's like, oh, OK, I'm very, the, the South was probably tripping. You know what I mean? But, yeah, we just kind of tripping, guys. Like, yo, we, we, we probably should have rained that in a little sooner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not I don't claim to be a historian. Either. I just I'm just saying I'm just trying to use examples of of why we have to have this. The system does work. The and it can work. Yeah, the say. system can work. It can work. But the problem is anything that involves people, there's going to be flawed. It's going to be flawed. Fundamentally yeah. flawed. Now, here's the thing, though. They just bring it back to Trump. Which, do you think he's going to win the nomination? I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think he is. I didn't think he was going to run, too. So I'm wrong about that. I'll say that right now, guys. Yes, you got this one on me. I said he wasn't going to run. 
But I will still contend he's not running because he wants to. He's running because he has to. He's running because there's a lot of investigations coming. There's a lot of heat on his ass. And the only way to take it off is maybe run so the federal government and the uh, Department of Justice will get off his ass. That's the only reason I think he's running. But overall, I don't think he's going to win the nominee. No, he's not running just to buy time. He's also running because he he knows in order to really be free, free from all this, these issues, he has to be president again. If he's not president again, then, to say, yes, that you too. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if he's not president again, then he will have to face for his crimes if he, you know, and or or whatever they're investigating. Because, because you know, if he doesn't run, then he's accepting. All right, well, they're going to have, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to be treated just like a citizen. The wall so is closing is, in, yeah. This, this is all he can do in order to uh, absolve himself, you know? Exactly. I totally agree. That's It's a last-ditch effort to try to skirt responsibility because the walls are closing in. You're saying exactly yeah. what I'm, I'm saying. Yes. And unfortunately, not fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it, I really don't think he's going to lose the Republican nomination. I mean, you don't think he is? I think he is. I don't no, think he's going to win. I don't, I don't think so. Like, who does he have to go up against? I mean, the only one I can name is DeSantis. And to be honest, like, DeSantis is not very popular. He, okay, this is what, okay. I, I he's popular saying. amongst his caucus. He's popular amongst those people in charge that are, happen to identify as Republican. But from a, you got to think from a populist standpoint, the populist elected Trump. The, those same people, they didn't want Trump to win, but they had to get behind him once they saw that he did win, right? Yeah, but my here's my thing with, with Trump right now. It's a bunch of fatigue with Trump. Like, you, you can tell in the midterms, people are actually tired of seeing dudes. So only thing you need is a Trump-like candidate that can work in the middle. Somebody like a DeSantis, however, I don't think, maybe you're right, maybe he's not going to win, but you got other people who can play that role well. Who you got, can do that within two years? Who can build that? Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley who? can do that. Nikki, Nikki Haley can do it. The free former ambassador? Former ambassador? Yes, Nikki Haley can do it. You got Mark Huntsman, he can do it. I don't know Mark, who that is at all. Mark Huntsman was the uh, former ambassador to China and the governor of Utah. He can do it. If Mark Huntsman run, I'll vote for dude. Dead ass. All right. Like all Mark right. Huntsman. I'm not that, trying to offend anybody, but I, I, I'm thinking like Trump. He's going to be like, this guy speaks Chinese. You want to, you want you, you see what I'm saying? You don't remember, you do not remember campaign <laughs> Trump. That yeah. man was ruthless. Yeah. He was a monster. This man, this man was talking about Ted Cruz's dad. You he know what? Oh my about, God! You're right. He, he was going wife? in on folks, and yeah. they they had no dirt on Trump because at the end of the day, say what you will about Trump, whether he has one billion or ten billion, who knows? But we think he does have at least have one billion. <laughs> He's a billionaire, right? You know what right. I mean? He, he, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot phase that guy. We and got dirt on happens. him now, though. We got dirt on him now. We got stuff we can do. Once again, if Liz Cheney runs, I will vote for Liz Cheney. If she won, like that ass, Liz Cheney can do I would, it. I would, yeah, I like and Liz Cheney. Yeah. She's um distanced herself a lot, and that's the problem. The problem is you got to find a Republican that has distanced himself enough for Trump, which leads you Nikki Haley, Mark but, Huntsman, Liz okay. Cheney. I agree. I agree. That is the recipe for a successful, normal GOP candidate. But whoever this candidate is, they are going to have to face off with Trump. Who can stand up to the orange bully? Who can do it? I think Liz can do it, man. My bad. I think Liz can do it. If she runs, I think she damn near can do it. And so, we, so we just don't we just gonna forget what he said to Hillary. You know what I mean? All them things he used to say to her. <laughs> I don't think Liz going though, man. She's like a rough and tough tumble lesbian from Wyoming who got Darth Vader on her side. Dick Cheney, like Papa Dick ain't going for that, bro. Like say what yeah, you want, you're right, man. You're right. Dick Cheney shooting people in the face. <laughs> yeah, say yeah, what you he, want, yeah, dog. Like right. Papa Dick ain't going for that. That yeah. <laughs> it's like yo. 
<laughs> That's a whole nother political beast, yeah. though. You talk about like dick. Regardless, regardless, I'm I will be tuning tuning in and watching all those debates, and I'm gonna. Oh, it's gonna be, be hilarious. Yeah, be hilarious. Not, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's gonna be entertaining. Get your popcorn ready. I'm I'm tired of it. I don't think he's gonna win the nominating, but I think he's gonna run. Which once again, I still contend this is not this is a mercy run. <laughs> Man, this guy was like tune in Tuesday for a special announcement. I wonder what could it be? And then he's like, I'm rewriting for a lay. I'm like, oh, oh, what a surprise. The suspense was killing me. I damn near canceled all my plans to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm over it now. Like, dead ass, I don't think he will win, but I've been wrong before. Um, But if he, if he goes to the primary, once again, I think somebody else is going to win. I can see Liz, DeSantos, Mark, or Nikki actually running. Anybody else? Man, you know what? Here's the thing, though. It may be like a dark horse candidate come out the blue and win, because that's usually what it is. The front runners hardly ever win in these mm-hmm. primaries. So, I think it's over for Trump. Uh, I mean, I mean, it could be, but you know, I've, I've survived a lot of crazier things, and I, I don't, I don't take bets anymore on what, what, what possibly could happen next. I mean, you know what they should do? What? Yeah, this they should do. And this would be hilarious. It happens. Like since Trump run ran, all everybody who got an investigation on them, they need to like crank it up full speed right now and have everything popping by the first of the year. Like, look, we're gonna <laughs> indict you for all this stuff, brain charges on all this stuff to get it out the way so you can be clear. I'll tell you, man, that's what's gonna happen. I think people are gonna just bring everything out before everything gets in swing before that uh was it 90 day before the uh, election, they don't do anything, they need to go ahead and do it now. I was watching the town hall with Mike Pence yesterday. I, it made me wonder. It's like, Mike Trump's Pence might running. run. No, no, no. Yes, yeah, so Trump's running again. Who's going to be his running mate if he w- wins the nomination? Because I don't think Mike Pence is going to going to be his the VP oh, girl from Arizona who just lost. What's her name? Carrie. Um, Carrie Lake. Yeah, they said they want her to be his vice president. And look, Carrie Lake just fell into that trap of uh, saying the election's all fake because she lost. So no, you should have seen it, bro. It was crazy at town hall, man. There's like 10 people up there pro. That's right. You're in Arizona, aren't you? Yeah, it's like 10 How of them, it? man. Uh, I don't know. The the sentiment from the, the I guess people were like, they thought it was going to get crazy because, you know, what happened on January 6th, you know, that, that type of that type of uh, turnout. But the protest that followed after, it was like 10 people. I think most people here got common sense. They were like, <laughs> we accept it. Like, like, like January 6th, it happened the way it happened because we had, years to follow and devote you know uh our egos to that president not ours and me but ours as people people mm-hmm. in america in general yes yeah so they had years to devote their ego to him right so it wasn't so much they were protesting like we really think the election is rigged it's more so of hey how how could the guy that i supported for so long how did, could he possibly lose he told me he wasn't a loser and now he's telling me that it was rigged so it, that's not right. They wholeheartedly thought that the election was rigged. So they tied to their ego, egos, went up there and was like, they weren't just fighting for the democracy. They're all fighting to be right. Because then, you know, mm, they've been I telling agree. people yeah. for so long that he was going to win, but somehow he lost, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, with Carl Lake, we, they don't, I mean, her people know of her people know who, where she started from you know as an as an anchor and all that kind of stuff but nobody tied their ego to it i mean mm. i mean they wanted her to win but it, it wasn't something like they saw what happened to them them uh, insurrectionists what, what happened they in jail now a lot right. of them are facing lifelong not lifelong but but 
you know, year long sentences and the it's whole life. Substantial sentences. Yeah, if they should. Like, like, I, yeah, they should. Shoot. Carly can't Carly didn't she didn't win. She can't uh she can't what's the word? Uh uh commute nobody's sentences. Mm-hmm. At least yeah, Trump. Yeah. At least Trump, <laughs> the goal is like, hey, if he Once actually is president, president he yeah. was gonna, you know pardon everybody. Pardon everybody, yeah, yeah. But pff, I don't know, man. All I gotta say is uh, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, right? You know. It probably ain't. Think about it. No, I'm just saying, think about it. It's time to give it to you. You're mean to tell me this dude lost by 5 million, million votes, right? Somehow, some way, uh, after two impeachments and all this kind of stuff, he was still supposed to be president? I don't know, man. It's, I probably should have left it at that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm running out of good ideas. But dead ass, you're right, though. Like After two impeachments, the visibility we saw with uh, Ukraine, how he was trying to bully them, the Russian Black back channels that we mm-hmm. saw, um, the lack of policy. And that's my main thing. Once again, like dude hasn't proposed any policies, dude. And Mitch McConnell has distanced himself from it because he, he knows Trump is not a rubber stamp anymore. They got beef. I don't see a viable way for dude to become like president. If, if he becomes president, it's just basically a, a fuck you from everybody. Like, yo, mm-hmm. we're just doing this because we don't even care no more. Because what is he running on? New action. If he wins it, we'll be fine. We survived it once, we'll survive it again. It's no big deal. I am not as positive you are, but that's the coming out podcast. <laughs> Updated weekly. I want to thank my guest, L. Maxwell. Tell the folks where to find you and your new books and stuff coming out. I ain't got nothing coming out. I've been I've been slacking, y'all. Gang, but, gang. But, but feel free to support me where you can and write some notes if you do check out my books. You know, I need to get back to it. But you know, lately I'm just uh, just enjoying some chicken nuggets and being a dad and living living my life. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. <laughs> uh, Starbucks, y'all better have them red cups out. Otherwise, we'll be out there in them lines. We, I know, you right? know, We'll be protesting. Don't forget, it's that time of the year where the war supposedly, supposedly the war on Christmas is about to start. So gear up. Get your candy canes and snowballs ready. We're about to go to war for Christmas. You know what? I'm calling you in the next two weeks, and we're going to have a podcast about all the dumb council uh, issues, the, the culture war issues and the council culture issues. We're going to have a conversation about mm-hmm. all that because the war on Christmas has been a thing for the last 15 years and I haven't seen Christmas go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Well, uh, when you call me, if I'm still broke, I'll pick up. All right. <laughs> That's it, guys. Listen to L Spadio 2. 